Now, when I say training, I don't mean you have to do resistance training. I don't mean you have to do cardio. Pick something that you enjoy. So the more you enjoy it, the more you are likely to stick to it. And especially if you're not enjoying it from the beginning, you're probably not going to continue working towards your goals. So whatever you enjoy, whether that's you want to go for a run, whether that's you want to do some form of body um, weight training, resistance rate training, whatever it is, choose something that you enjoy and try and get a couple of sessions in a week. <laughs> Welcome to the Stronger, Fitter, Happier podcast. I'm your host, Vin, and I am joined by my co-host, Sadie and Nikhil. So hey, today, everybody. what we're going to be talking about, we're going to go straight into it. We're talking about how to, if you're a beginner, if you're someone who's new to training or you have little to like kind of little experience with working out, with nutrition, with getting stronger, fitter and happier with your body, with how you look and how you feel, then this episode is for you. We're going to give you specific points on how you can get started. So Nikhil and Sadie are going to be covering training and nutrition, and I'm going to start you off with the mindset. Because everyone knows the first step to, you know, basically getting results is getting started. And that's where most people get stuck, especially if you're new to training, never done it before, or you have done it before, but failed in the past. So the first thing I would say is people often get stuck with comparing themselves to others. They get overwhelmed. And the reason why they're doing it is reason why they're feeling this way and feeling worried about getting started is because you're often looking at what other people are doing. Stop that. Because what other people are doing, what they're doing, they, you can't compare your journey of day zero to someone's day, day, I don't know, 1000 or years 57. Do you get what I mean? Like someone who is in incredible shape, who finds getting up in the morning easy and getting out and getting on a run. They've been probably doing it for a while. They've got a routine in place. They've got habits in place. They've built up to that. They're not where you are at right now. So the worst thing you can do is compare yourself to them. What you should do is compare yourself to yourself. So look at your day one. How can you improve from this point? What is the next logical step? And we're going to give you the next logical steps. But those are the things you should be focusing on. Improving on where you were yesterday. Just giving a bit more effort. Trying a little bit more. Pushing yourself a little bit further. And not being so kind of getting it all right, getting it all perfect, just focus on improvement and in your improvement, not what someone else, like looking at like someone else who's a crazy maniac, don't even try to get on that level. Focus on your level now and then the next steps from that. The next thing I would say is get clear on your goals. So what I mean by getting clear on your goals is writing down specifically what you want to achieve over the next 30 to 90 days. So literally, we've got an episode on this. I'll link it below somewhere. Um, but we've got a, like a, a clear goal, like how to break down your goals and set targets for the next 90 days. I've, I've done an episode on this. So I'll go into that. I'll link that. But what I mean is write down specific measurable markers that you can get down in time frames and stuff like that. Literally, for example, if you want to lose weight, not just how much weight you want to lose, but like in 30 days time, what would make you feel like you're a success? What, like, is your clothes going to be looser? Are you going to have less 
You know, is your tummy going to have come down? Is your trouser size have dropped? Specific things that you can measure and not just weight. And don't just set goals on body as well. Set goals on training. Set goals on lifestyle. It makes it more of an enjoyable journey. And once you have these goals, step three will be getting clear on your why. And what I mean by that is getting clear on why you're trying to achieve these goals in the first place. So say you have a goal of wanting to have more energy, being fitter, um, and just feeling a bit healthier, as well as losing weight and you know feeling good about the way you look then why is that important to you? What will that do for you? What will having more energy do for you? Is that you're going to be able to run after your kids? Is losing weight going to be able to make you more confident to live life on your terms? Is it going to give you freedom to move the way you want? So when you're on holiday or you're going out with friends, you don't feel uncomfortable about getting changed and you can wear what you want. What are the goals? What is the reasons why you're doing it? And the reason why I say that is one for motivation, because having a clear reason for why you're doing something will motivate you on the days that you don't feel like going. The other reason, the more specific reason that I'm talking about this is because it helps you get clear on what you're trying to achieve. And what I mean by that is people often will get obsessed with like a getting to a certain weight, for example, and they often feel like they're constantly failing because they haven't got to that weight. When, when you go back to your why, and your why is to feel comfortable in the clothes you wear, or being able to run around with your children, or have the energy to live life on your terms and not feel like you're unhealthy, if those are the whys, then do you really need to get down to a specific weight to to achieve that? Or is that just some kind of goal that you've built in your head? Do you really need a six pack to look good in clothing, to feel good in clothing, to get changed and wear what you want with confidence do you really need um chiseled abs to have the energy to play with your kids so get clear on why you're doing this and it will stop distracting you with shiny objects of these influencers on instagram who look good once a year and then keep posting that same ab picture over and over again throughout the whole year making you feel like everyone looks like that with abs all the time that's not how things work so Let's get clear on those goals. Let's get clear on those why. And let's compare yourself to yourself, not other people. And then with that, let's get some next steps. So what's the next step someone can do? And you can do this in whatever order. So Sadie's going to go first with training. But if you find that nutrition is going to be a bit easier for you to get involved, get started with, listen to Nikhil and take advice on Nikhil's advice first. If training is going to be a bit easier for you, then go for Sadie's goals. So I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so first and foremost with training is, is just about getting active and moving more than what you're currently doing. Now, depending on where your starting point is, you're going to build on that from there. So you might be someone who doesn't move much at all. So walking and starting with something so simple is going to be a really great way for you to get active. Um, now, a lot of the time people hear that number of that kind of 10,000 steps and a lot of people go like, why is 10,000 steps so important? Now, with that, you don't have to get 10,000 steps right now. Say, for example, you're someone that starts tracking your steps and walking and you realize you're quite sedentary and you take 5,000 steps a day. Right now, improve on what you can from that number. So it might just be trying to hit 7,000 steps a day. If you're already someone hitting 10,000 steps a day, then it might be trying to progress from there. So 
walking is such a simple, easy way that you can just start moving more and getting active. And the starting point for you and progressing from there just depends on where you're at right now. Um, so for, for example, someone might find it quite easy to hit 10,000 steps a day. So they might try 13, 12,000 steps a day, progressing on where they're currently at. And again, if you're starting from quite a low number and you're not very active at all, then you might just be aiming for 5,000 steps a day. So wherever it is, wherever you are right now, start by getting a little bit more active than what you're currently doing. I like that. Now, it's a very easy, actionable thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, that's why I think sometimes people are like, why is step so important? But like you said, Vinay, very easy. It's very easy to kind of track and monitor and know if you're progressing and if you're moving more. Um, so that's why like we're quite big on like making sure like we give like, our members a, a step count um, and knowing that, OK, that's a good target for you guys to aim for to kind of progress and very simple way of monitoring that. Um, another way and another tip for training is if you're already training or even if you're not, start training a couple of times a week. Now, again, if you can fit this into your lifestyle and you've got the time for it right now, then training two to three times a week is a very good starting point um, with this. Now, when I say training, I don't mean you have to do resistance training. I don't mean you have to do cardio. Pick something that you enjoy. So the more you enjoy it, the more you are likely to stick to it. And especially if you're not enjoying it from the beginning, you're probably not going to continue working towards your goals. So whatever you enjoy, whether that's you want to go for a run, whether that's you want to do some form of body um, weight training, resistance rate training, whatever it is, choose something that you enjoy and try and get a couple of sessions in a week. Or if you're already training a couple of times a week, then maybe improve on that. So again, those numbers are going to vary depending on you, depending on your goal and the type of training that you're going to do depends on you and depends on your goal as well. Um, so my next point. <laughs> um, so if you're already currently doing training and you want and resistance training is something you want to work on, then with that, I would suggest prioritizing compound movements. Now, what I might mean by this, if you're wondering what that means, is doing exercises where you're basically getting more bang for your buck. So exercises where you're using multiple muscles um, within that one exercise. So that could be things like squats. It could be lunges. Um, it could be your bent over rows. It could be bench press. So whatever it may be, those exercises, you're going to get, like I said before, more bang for your buck. And you would rather make up your session and prioritize these sort of movements than say your isolation exercises like bicep curls and a lot of core work. Now, not saying they don't have their place because they do, but I'm just saying prioritizing total body sessions and the compound movements within these sessions, um, you're going to get more out of it. Um, so that's that basically. <laughs> um, and I just want to kind of finish off there in terms of whatever it is you're, you're choosing to do, make sure you keep it simple at the beginning, especially if you're a beginner. Um, you don't want to overcomplicate it. Like Vinay mentioned earlier, don't compare yourself to what everyone else is doing. If someone's training six days a week, then that's working for them. That suits their goals and their lifestyle. But if training two times a week will be enough for you right now and something you can sustain and fit in with your, say, busy lifestyle, if you're a mum with two kids, then that's totally fine. So just make sure you keep it simple and also keep your training, whatever it may be, um, enjoyable for you. Yeah, no, I'd just like to add to that, actually. Just I think it's a really good point what you said about m making training enjoyable. 
And while we are big advocates of, you know, resistance training, and when we mean resistance training, we don't mean just going to the gym and doing sets of like, I know you can't even do that at the moment anyway, but like just doing like <laughs> reps of squats and a boring workout. It can be done in a fun way. Like we program with two things in mind, getting results. So it's scientifically backed. But then that can often seem quite boring. So we do it in a fun way. So the program programming is fun. It's paired with other exercises and not done in a boring way. We, we try and mm. deliver sessions in a way that aren't boring for you. So yeah. if you'd like to check that out anyway, you can go to www.bodybeyond.co.uk forward slash free workouts. And it's free. Oh, sorry. Free dash workout. So I'll link it up anyway. And you can get an example of they are a bit more challenging because they were aimed at our members. People already train with us, but you can take it at your own pace with the sessions. But that will give you an idea of what a fun workout can look like. And it doesn't have to necessarily be boring. And what I mean, what I wanted to add anyway was do what you find fun. So if it's Zumba, if it's dance, if your form of cardio isn't going for a run and it's playing with your children, running around the house, do whatever you feel, you know, exercise is not, like you can't discriminate with exercise. Mm. Do what is enjoyable to you, not what is optimal, what is perfect. What you can sustain consistently is the most optimal way to work out for you. So, yeah. Exactly. Cool. Um, and then I'll pass it on to Nico. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, from the nutrition aspect of things, what to do if you're sort of just starting out. I think first and foremost, like a good rule of thumb, no matter or regardless of whatever the goal is, um, everyone, if they're just trying to, you know, live a healthier, quote unquote, healthier lifestyle should aim to have more sort of whole foods in their diets, things that are minimally processed um, and just like all around good nutritious foods. Um, and once sort of the bulk of your diet is formed from that. And I think as a rule of thumb, I think we really like to advocate sort of the 80, 20 rule, right? So 80% of your nutrition comes from sort of those whole nutritious, healthy foods, and then 20% from like whatever you sort of fancy. Once that's in place and you've got your sort of diet looking like that, you can get really specific with the goals. Um, and to really set up your nutrition for success. And as a beginner, you need to sort of grasp the basics of how your body composition could change if you were to make slight tweaks to your nutrition. I think that's a fair thing to say. So to understand how to do that, you'd need to start at looking at overall energy consumed and overall energy that you burn and how all of that works. So in real simple, basic terms, and this could be a little bit of an oversimplification for it, but for the purpose of this, what you could say is um, to achieve fat loss, uh, or to achieve weight loss over a period of time, you need to be eating less than the calories that you're burning to maintain your current weight. So if you're really happy with your weight and the, the goal at the moment is to just maintain, like perform really well at things, just all around optimal health, you need to be eating the same amount of calories that you're burning. And then finally, if you fall into the bracket where potentially you may want to gain a little bit of weight, get a little bit, potentially get a little bit stronger, not that you have to eat more to get stronger, but if the goal is to add on size over a period of time, um, you need to be eating more calories than you burn. So by doing those things, you're either creating a calorie deficit 
uh, a calorie calories at maintenance or a calorie surplus. And by doing those things there, you're going to significantly change your body composition over a period of time. Um, so that's sort of the two basics there. So making sure that you have a whole nutritious diet, which is compromised of minimally processed food, but then you have a little bit of whatever you fancy and then understanding what your goal is and how to achieve it. Now, let's just say for the purpose of this, that, uh, we go down the fat loss route just because I feel like a lot of beginners, not all beginners, but a majority of people, when they initially sort of look to change their body, um, it's majority down the fat loss route. So you understand that you now need to be in a calorie deficit. How do you calculate a calorie deficit? The easiest way to do that is go online, go online and look at our calorie deficit calculator. Um, Vinay, you know where that is, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's um, our website, so www.bodybeyond.co.uk forward slash calories. So that's that's literally, and it, it's not just for fat loss. It'll give you calories based on plus. Yeah, all yeah. goals, all goals, Perfect. maintenance, so, increasing weight, reducing weight, and it'll give you. Nikhil hasn't mentioned this yet, but for people who are worried, oh, like, how much protein should I eat? How much carbs should I eat? It gives you that information as well. It even tells you how much fiber you should be consuming as well. So, yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, you can easily calculate the calories that you need for your goal using that. Now, once that's figured out, um, you want to find out a way. How do you stick to your calorie deficit? Like, how do you adhere to it? It's one thing knowing the number, but the next thing is like, right, what do I do to get there? There are a number of ways that you can go about doing this, um, reducing portion sizes, uh, using smaller plates, maybe even using forms of like intermittent fasting and things like that, or tracking your calories using an app that um, tells you the caloric information of food and things like that. I would recommend the latter. So going down the route of potentially starting off by tracking your calories, at least for the start. So you get, so your eyes are open to what calories are contained within certain foods, because if you're a complete beginner, likelihood is you may not be fully aware of what's contained within certain foods and what the caloric information of certain foods is. And it can be a real eye opener. So let's say you're going down that sort of tracking route. Um, You've created, you've you found out that you've got a calorie deficit. You need, you've, you've created yourself a calorie deficit. You know how you're going to monitor it and um, sort of make sure that you're staying within the limits of your calorie deficit. But then the most important part, the part that people often trip up on is the consistency with it. Um, doing it for a period of time that you can see results from it. Um, and I think this, this part goes back to what we were saying earlier and not comparing yourself to things. Um, for most people, our goals are not to be sort of photo shredded or like have a, a photo shoot where you're super shredded or step on a bodybuilding stage and things like that. So your diet can, while you're in a calorie deficit, you can still have a fairly sort of relaxed approach in a sense that you can still get your goals while enjoying yourself from time to time. Like you don't have to say no to like birthdays and, you know, certain social events and things like that. Um, So that's a real key thing there as well. So being able to continue to do those things while still enjoying your life, um, but at the same time, realizing that you still want to get to your goals. So it's not a complete sort of free for all, like I'm going to lose weight, but eat everything in sight too. Um, So setting yourself up with a deficit that isn't too restrictive is the thing that I find the best thing to do. Um, Often people think, right, 
I need to lose weight. I just need to slash my calories in half and eat super low. But remember at the same time, you want to maintain sort of hitting your step target. You want to train, you want to feel energetic. You probably got work, maybe kids to look after. You need to fuel all of that. Um, so slashing your calories super, super low in an aid to lose weight really quick isn't practical. It could end up backfiring on you and sort of send you into this cycle. So what I'd say is go for a more moderate deficit, something realistic, something that you can stick to for the long run, fit in a few social events with, but still fuel your training, looking after the family, going to work, your steps and things like that. So you're getting the most out of everything. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much a, a roundup tour on it. I, I don't know. Was there anything I okay. missed? No, so let's just talk specific. So if someone is burning 2000 calories a day, mm-hmm. how much of a deficit should they be in? Like what, what would you recommend percentage wise? And then what would the figure be? Cool. So I would say a moderate deficit and, and that would be anywhere between sort of 15 to 35% of that 2000 calories. So anywhere between then, obviously it depends on, um, well, a lot of it depends on how much the person wants to lose, how fast they want to lose it and things like that. But anywhere between 15 and 35% is quite a moderate rate to lose it at. And it's a decent amount of sort of calories uh, to allow someone to still get away with having a few bits and pieces. So I think- So for I, someone specifically, it would be like reducing your calories by 15, 35%. So for the 2000 calorie example, it would be 300 to 700 calories. Yeah, 300 to 700 calories, yeah. So reducing your calorie intake by to start seeing results. To start seeing. Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Um, And of course, that percentage figure, it it depends on the individual. And it may take a little bit of trial and error. You might go go down the sort of extreme end, 35%, and realize, wow, like this is a little bit hard. Um, And you may want to bump it up slightly. And that's not to say that you won't see results with it either. You still will see results. It's just more what's manageable for you. And what you have to remember, if you're new to this, is when you start, you will start to see some pretty quick progress. Your your fitness will improve quite quickly. Your weight may even drop quite quickly. All these things may happen. And then you may have a few hiccups and road bumps along the way in terms of things get in the way, things get in the way of your goals. But it's all about consistency, like Nikki was saying. The longer, the more patient you can be, the the more consistent you are, the, bet, the more those results will come and inspire you and motivate you to continue going. Yeah, I think that's a big point for beginners, especially with like nutrition and training and things like that. It's very easy to sort of hit one hiccup and just be like, you, you could have one off week, so to speak, maybe work was jam packed and you didn't get a chance to train. And that one off week, it's very easy for you to say, oh, I've screwed it all. There's no point in continuing, but you could then potentially see past that one week and think, Hey, that's one week out of 52 in a year. Like I can get back onto training mm. next week. And I think that's potentially the difference between people that sort of have great success with their fitness journeys and people that potentially always end up doing U-turns they kind of see past the hiccups and the road bumps. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's it's the people who are most consistent, most, I gave it away what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, the people who are, who see the best results are the ones who are most consistent and also patient to go through the process. Mm. They literally, they're not under shiny object syndrome. Sometimes things will get a little, not boring. Obviously, I don't mean boring, but I mean repetitive. Like you may eat, 
similar things week in, week out. You may, you know, be like, oh, I have to track again. Or I have to like monitor my calorie intake again. Or I'm doing that workout on a Monday again at this time. Like it doesn't feel like the day you did it the first day. You know, like, oh, like this was euphoric. Like you won't get that feeling all the time. It's the process of repetition. So just basically continuing is what gets you results. And most people know that when it comes to other things in their life, like work goals, career goals, things like that. But then when it comes to like training and and fitness and nutrition and all these things, like that can go out the window because you see the the shiny objects of like social media where people are doing really funky workouts every other day or they seem yeah. like they're really enjoying their training. And just remember, like comparison, you only see a small percentage of other people mm-hmm. online. Like you're seeing this podcast, you you listen to it, you, you're listening to 24 minutes. We've been trying to do this for over an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> because of internet connection issues. Um, just lots and lots of issues that we face today. Um, and you didn't hear or see any of that. You've just got a podcast to listen to that is going to wrap up soon. But th- that's what I'm trying to get at. Just keep your head down. Don't like compare yourself to other people. Keep going with it and just get started with those basic steps. And you may be thinking, listening to this thinking, that just seems way too simple. What about protein? What about meal timings? What about not eating after six o'clock? Not, half of that shit does not matter. It's not important. Yeah, exactly. Like literally we have helped hundreds of people by focusing on easy simple steps like upping your step intake managing your calorie intake and just getting a bit more active through a few workouts a week and name that that may sound like whoa like how because they just stuck with that and they let the results come and they were they felt stronger fitter and happier every single day and it enjoyed the process of becoming stronger, fitter, and happier. And that's the most important bit. What's the point getting to a destination of like looking good or trying to get to a destination of looking good and feeling good and not enjoying the journey along the way? Mm. I'm not saying that it's going to be happy days every day, but most of that journey, over 90% of that journey should be enjoyable for you. Yeah, I agree. Anything you guys would like to add no, I think what you just said there, Vinay, about like making it enjoyable, like I mentioned earlier, whether that's with the nutrition or training, like the process and how you're doing your journey has to be enjoyable. Otherwise, you're just not going to continue and stick at it for as long as you would have hoped. Yeah, I think what we've done today is given you very basic steps, but very clear steps on how to get started with training. If you would like any help, just check out the links that we mentioned. And um, yeah. The best way to get that actually will be to just go go ahead to the workout section. So the, the workout link that I said, bodybeyond.co.uk forward slash free dash workout. And you will get the calculator as well as the workouts involved. So yeah, so you'll get both of those just by going to that link. Whereas with the calories, you'll just get the, actually I'll set it up so you get the workouts as well. But yeah. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. We'd love to know your thoughts. And we'll see you next week. 